What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by LinkedIn.com slash ham and Manscaped.com, promo code ham and Untuckit.com, promo code ham. Now to the segment. So this is uh, the ESPN college basketball theme from like 1994. You were up in the production game. This fired me up. Yeah, I just, you know, post-Super Bowl, you had to just mix it up a little bit. Why don't you start? You mentioned Justin Turner. What do well, you got? Justin Turner, the funniest part about that is he blamed the reporters for the treatment, you know, of, of tweeting about all these trades that aren't actually happening. And... Then John Heyman quoted it talking about like the Astros kind of came. It had nothing to do with what Turner was saying. The Twitter exchange is brilliant. And then Justin Turner's like, bro, what are you talking about? I'm not even talking about that. It was just, it was funny. Turner blaming the reporters though. The reporters had nothing to do with this trade debacle, right? Nothing. They just reported what the GMs were telling them. (laughs) And also like, look, everybody's human and it's totally legit for players to be, you know, when you're caught in limbo, angry by the situation that you're stuck in, and the situation is stupid. Like, especially because uh, Rosenthal reported on Sunday morning or Saturday night, maybe, that maybe part of this is there's been so much public blowback on the Red Sox. Like, did they do a fake red flag on a uh, um, physical? The guy, the guy has o- been injured, ownership. Though. Yeah, but I'm just like, does ownership think that the the Trade what they get sucks. back wasn't good enough, and so like it's just it's just stupid. But that said, I the whole thing about like there are a lot you know people are miserable right now, families are in limbo. Like that's all legit, but that's not a reason. Like it's good for the sport when there's stuff that's getting reported and rumors, and like that's all part of the deal. And some of that is at the expense of you know the emotional uh, uh, security of some families unfortunately, but it's, you know, I think like Jock Peterson's been, it's a double whammy for Jock. 
You Maybe, see this? Like, you, th- you, Jock, think, you think that's why he's mad because his guy is kind of getting fucked with? I wouldn't be surprised, but jo- it's a double whammy because Jock had to go to arbitration, and the Dodgers and the Players Association asked to delay the arbitration hearing till after the trade, and they said no. I thought so he Jock lost. went to arbitration with the Dodgers and lost the arbitration. Then but like, the thing was, like, just wait till he's on the Angels and then do it. Yeah. Okay, that makes... Which, again, whatever, but... But again, I would say to Justin Turner, the trade happened. Like, what were they just... It happened, and then it fell through. What... The reporters, the trade happened, and then it fell through. Are they not supposed to report it fell through? I don't even get his point. Well, he doesn't want it to be announced. He doesn't want it to be reported. He just wants the trade to be announced when it's official, and the trade isn't official. Yeah, so but ju- that's not Justin. That's, shut up. Just, trying put, he's trying to put Woj out of work. Why? Well, exactly. I also think, like, bro, you just Woj out of work. You, you just fleece the Red Sox. Just, just keep quiet. Now you're right. I didn't even think about it. I wonder if Jock says like he likes him, right? And he's good. And he, you know, he got part of getting Mookie Betts is kicking Jock to the curb. It's just the but reality. Jock's not even moving. Yeah, but kind of. I mean, it is how it's far LA, away. LA is, trade. <laughs> how far away is Angel Stadium? Orange from, County, I guess. Yeah, so it's, it's Orange trick. County. So it's yeah, it's an hour. Yeah, or so, more uh, traffic. Uh, all right, you went to Pebble Beach at the uh, Pro-Am on Saturday, John. Give me some Pebble Beach uh, Pro-Am observations. Ran into a couple listeners. Uh, you got some promo code hams? You got a couple promo code hams. Got another one like, hey, bro, are you on the radio? And I was like, well, podcast now. And then they realized who I was. But, you know, you get that a lot. You know, I, you know, for as much as our younger, we are the show for the millennials. He, this guy was probably, you know, mid to late 40s. You know, they, their transition's a little slower. So, you know, I just said, hey, listen to the podcast. I like the show. Uh, wasn't I, I've got, been called Haberman before. Like, Haberman. You know, sometimes uh, if I'm wearing a hat, <laughs> you know, they just know one of them. Uh, yeah. ra- ran into, I didn't I talk to him. He was moving so fast, far away. I saw Pat Hill. Uh, I, I went with Tell me about the golf though Tell me about the event Matt Ryan I watched Matt Ryan A couple holes He was playing with Carlton Carlton hit one in the water You know uh, Oh Oh Yeah, yeah Carlton, bro. You know the left playing golf Alfonso Ribeiro Yeah you know hole 4 and six seventeen, right The par 3 And then that short yeah. par 4 That are kind of like yep. uh, Perpendicular to each other So on the perpendicular hole Where the pros hit back Right when the tees are back It's right next to where The par 3 is but the, you realize when you're at the Pro-Am, like Condoleezza Rice ain't playing where Dustin Johnson's teed off. She's walking up 120 yards to her tees on every hole. You're like, God, this course isn't that hard for where she's playing. And and I think Carlton, like, Carlton hit in the water. Then we're walking ahead of Matt Ryan trying to cross. And the whole right of the fairway is they, Yeah, they had to hold everyone back because Matt Ryan was trying to drive the green. Everyone's like, Matt, just hit the fucking ball. Right, because there's people on the green. Of course, Matt sprays it into the water. Now, Matt, <laughs> the one thing you see with Matt, he is big guy. Like you're just standing next to him, he's six five, looks like a golfer. And then I just drank. I really didn't watch any golf. I just went to this thing on the six hole, which I would say if you go to Pebble, one of these events, that stretch of the six hole is where U.S. Open. This is where the other action is. A lot of food. A lot of there's like a, there was like an open tent. Uh, where any you didn't even need a special pass, which is alcohol, tequila setup, a lot of food. It's really cool. It was just, it's again, not as much golf watching. I felt like at this one, maybe maybe celebrity watching, like you follow Aaron Rodgers or something. Or, mm-hmm. Matt Ryan guy, no one was following him. You know, I think a lot of people follow Aaron Rodgers. Matt Ryan, yeah. you could just be standing next to him. I wanted to be like, hey, what do you think of uh, Kyle Shanahan? You know, just have a question. But I was like, I don't want to bother him. And uh, and yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> 
Good time. Like a TMZ report? Yeah, just, you know, get in a quick question. Or uh, My thing is always this, but you always make fun of me. Mm. I wanted to be like, Matt, I really respect your game. You know, not, like, I, I enjoy watching you play. I just say that because I do think if you're a player, it's no different than when someone says, hey, hey, middle cop, love the podcast. You're like, oh, yeah. you know, I, I get he's a 50 million times higher level NFL starting quarterback, made hundreds of millions of dollars. But I do think, like, if I run into Garth Brooks, like, Garth, I love your music. Like, I do think that means something to some you people. Be, yeah, okay. Like, yeah, hey, hey, hey right. Matt, because it would be hard for me to explain really fast, Matt. Pick of the stick. I know we only got like a minute here. Pick of the stick. I was on the sideline. I didn't think you were that good. I watched you that drive. I've never looked at you the same because now I view you way better. The, the drive yeah. you led this year to beat the Niners. Big fan. Keep grinding. Root for the Falcons kind of because of you. But you know what he would hear is, who the hell are you to say you didn't think I was that good? That's see, but, what you but see, that's I, what I think that's your mind. I think a lot of people, if you're a happy, positive person like Matt, no, was happy. I think if somebody that you don't know says to you, you know, I used to think you no, sucked. No, I, I, I wouldn't. Wrong. I wouldn't have said that. I, I no, but, but I, if that's the spirit of what you're saying, no, what I would have, I, I would have not gone with that tactic. I would have gone with, I was on the field for the pick of the stick, and I know it ended shitty for you, but I swear to God, Matt, you drove that whole field. I've never seen anything yeah. like it. And then I've watched That's your good. career. That'd I've be been good. a big fan. I obviously I root for Kyle. I know Kyle took like that MVP year was awesome. I watched you this year that game winner to Julio. How about that one? You drop one of those. Like how about that pass, Matt? You know, like yeah, how about that? You just get you just kind of get the conversation flowing. I because I was I was honestly guy I was for about a whole. You probably could have. I'm pretty talkative, but it's just it was one of those where he'd get close, but then he could, he'd always have like the one thing golfers always have with the ropes is the fairway. So you just get back to the fairway and you you separate oh, yeah. yourself. Get away from you know. People. But the thing with a guy like Matt Ryan or Rodgers, hit it into the tent on hole six. But he's playing fourteen, so he had to come to the tent, hit it over the tent to get it back onto the hole. Like they do spray it, like legit spray it, like a normal like like normal golfers. So you can right. you can catch them just in unique spots where like <laughs> Ju- Dustin Johnson isn't out of the fairway that often, right? Where those guys are just always in the rough. Was the rough pretty high? Like it was. No, the, I mean it looked it looked pretty normal. I mean the guy, I I think there's some random guy won in like minus nineteen. So it's what won the U.S. Open? It wasn't who even? Oh, Gary Woodland minus ten. Yeah. Um, how about Russell Wilson's new look? Huh? What do you think? Could I mean, you could uh, you do that? Could I do that? Like, is that possible, or do you need a special type hair to do that? Uh, well, I wouldn't have guessed his hair could do it. So, yeah, I think it's possible. I, I mean, saw a lot of product, a lot of product in his hair. <laughs> I saw Lefko had a good, good tweet. He's like, when did Russell Wilson oh, turn into so John good. Stamos? Cause it's like, <laughs> That's the one that set it off. <laughs> he was right, though, because you look, you're like, that is incredible strands of hair. How did he then do it? somebody else did a thing where they took his, like, photo from just, like, you know, seven years ago or whatever it was. And I'd forgotten about taking everybody to Miami. That must have been what it was because he's in, G- like, baggy-ish oh, oh, jeans. It, it was Hawaii. Air Maxes. It was a retreat. What did I say? You said Miami. It was the retreat. Oh. It was like Richard but Sherman. It, it was the retreat. But he's wearing baggy jeans, Air Maxes, and a Hawaiian shirt. And just looking, you know, kind of goofy. Yeah, just a goofy guy. Yeah, just a guy that's not even thinking about it. He's you know? thinking about it now, guy. He's really thinking about it. I, I'll, I'll do yeah. this. I feel like Lefko... You, like, I think they're very playful making fun of him, but ultimately it is some making fun of him. As a bald guy who only has hair in places I don't really want it on my body, not on my head, I can't hate. Like, I mean, that's his hair looked good. I mean, it was, it did have some John Stamos, Brad Pitt feel to it. Oh, yeah. 
It no. was incredible, guy. I mean, I, I what, what are people making fun of him? Why? Because they're jealous. Well, I th- I don't think it was just the hair. It was the whole like the no. complete outfit. I agree. What was that for? I do not know. A, a I look like a, I think I saw like a Tom Ford, which is a designer, like as the backdrop. So maybe there may there must have been some event gala. Yeah, he's just running. He's running in circles that I don't even think he quite envisioned five years ago. Right? Uh, no question. <laughs> And that's he was already an NFL superstar quarterback. I mean, he's. Would you say, as Bra- when Brady ever retires, Rogers kind of falling off a cliff. Mahomes is going to be a little more blue collar for a while. Just he's younger and a little. Now it could change, I guess, with money. Don't you think this guy is kind of just going to be the kind of Brady? You remember when Brady, around like thirty years old, kind of went Uggs? Like I think Russell's kind of going into this new stratosphere of. Mm-hmm. Almost just like you put him on People magazine right next to like uh, the the couple that left the royal family. He feel he fits right in like that picture. You just who, what, what picture do you want to show the royal family or Russell Wilson CR? Like you could flip a coin. I, I he would never have been there with the with the jeans and the and the Andy Reid shirt and no. Uh, what are Pete Carroll's shoes? The Von the, Zippers, uh, monarchs, the, the monarchs. Yeah, yeah the monarchs. Didn't it feel like Russell Wilson used to wear monarchs? He was on the track if he wasn't. Yeah, you're right. He was definitely on a Monarch track. He ain't wearing Monarchs anymore, guy. Something's happened, John, uh, and it led to one of the uh, pieces of uh, news this weekend, which was Michael Irvin saying that the Cowboys could pursue Tom Brady. As uh, as more and more people have gotten into the re- uh, um, reporting business, it became acceptable instead of saying, according to two sources, according to a source... According to anonymous source, it then became acceptable to say, one thing I'm hearing is, and as I look back now, one thing that's happened since I'm hearing, quote-unquote, became an acceptable way to report something, is that there are other times when you literally just heard something, you're not reporting it, it's like you might have heard it on the radio, and you say, you know, one thing I heard was, and I don't know if you heard it on the radio or if you heard it from a source. So when Michael Irvin says that, some very significant people told him the Cowboys could pursue Tom Brady. He then has to come back and say, I, it wasn't Jerry. I didn't say in the organization. I just said significant people. My thought was like, did Irvin just chat with Rap Sheet at the Super Bowl? Did Irvin just talk to an agent at the Super Bowl? You just had a party drinking drinks with Russell Wilson and Ciara? Somebody just told him that? Significant people who would know or like John Tri- like. Adam Sandler, significant people. Like, well, what are we talking about? Here, I think this would be the words of wisdom when you're trying to figure out if something's true or not. Reporters like Rap Sheet, Schefter, Woj, Jeff Passan, they do normal reports. Everyone else to me is just, you don't know, right? If I'm hearing, like, I don't hold Michael Irvin to the standard that I do of like Adam Schefter. Of so course. I, yeah. So I'm taking it with a grain of salt. My grain of salt, John, is did it get said on Sports Talk Radio? Because if you're like a Sports Talk guest and you say it, then I'm like, all right, that's grain of salt. And I mean that. That's not a cheap shot. I mean that's That happens a lot, right? Because you bring on a Michael Irvin or Kurt Warner or whoever, and they get – Kurt Warner probably a bad example, but a Michael Irvin type guy. They get worked up talking about something, and you go, well, he is credible. Like, he definitely talks to Jerry Jones. Like, it's not – that's where I think this gets murky, right? You're like – well, he might yeah. know, you know, like if, if Steve Young says something like here in the Niners and something crazy is about to happen, you wouldn't think he's just pulling that out of his ass, right? You're like, whoa, what's going right. to happen? 
So I, I, I think there is some credibility there. I also think he probably heard it from someone. How many stories do you think Michael Irvin's heard in his life? Just stories, right? A lot. I, I don't think he's just randomly probably throwing a Hail Mary there, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying hearing, he has any concrete information. They will pursue him is different than they want Tom Brady. It did make me think if Tom Brady were to leave the Patriots and Dallas was an option, how would he not go to the Dallas Cowboys? McCarthy ready to win. They're just the, the, the freaking like Andrew Wiggins walking in the Chase Center. Like this is awesome. They're the Cowboys. You playing on the star on the side of your helmet? <laughs> yeah, it'd be it'd be pretty badass. You think the Cowboys would get some uh, ratings? If Brady meets the Cowboys, it'd be like. I don't even know. It'd be like no, I, pr- I pray to God that that happened. That'd be insane. It'd, it'd, it'd be not, it'd have been like Barry Bonds in the peak of the steroid era, like ends up on the Yankees. I mean, it kind of did. Like Alex Rodriguez. It was just it's the, it'd be the biggest NFL story. Do you think? I, I was thinking about this. Do you think Tom Brady is the most famous NFL player ever? Because I was thinking like people like you know OJ Simpson. The, yeah, not non. I'm, I'm just talking for his play. Right, like stardom. Uh, I mean, Montana's pretty that's big. A good question. But part of it's just the internet, the modern era. Just like yeah, just being able, just cute, just being able to identify the guy's face. Yeah, yeah just, I'm just saying. You say Tom Brady. I, I think for an NFL star, because they always say like, well, NBA stars are international, and it's true. Tiger Woods worldwide. I think Tom Brady for is is, is about as big as you can get as an NFL star, right? It, whatever his cap yeah, I think is, you might be right about that. So, because because I think one of the things like does he you know if he needs to take a step for his brand go to L A like I don't know if Tom Brady's brand is Tom like Tom Brady's no, brand you go to huge. Cleveland then, yeah you'd be fine <laughs> but if you went to the Cowboys because then you'd really have like I, I do think he's got the West Coast he's got the East Coast I would imagine he's a little lukewarm in the South obviously people know him but it's not if you went to the Cowboys I feel like the South would kind of embrace Tom and then he'd get like an approval rating of like again West Coast we think he's the goat. The Northeast, even though like the Jets and the Bills, they like, hate him, but they all respect him. The Dolphins, the NFC East. I think the South would be like, God, Tom Brady. And he would just have a universal approval rating. Unless it was a failure, then it would be a disaster for his brand. Because <laughs> if you were going to fail, you'd rather be like, go to the Browns and fail. We're known, then people stop paying attention early. But if you f- fail to the Cowboys, hmm. we, we'd watch But I don't, see, I don't think there's such a thing in the NFL. Because the, Br- the Browns failed, and Baker Mayfield's a story for failing in Cleveland. I know. There's no failing under the radar in the NFL. You got a headline? Uh, no, that's it. You had one on Andy Reid. Uh, just about like, do you think that Andy Reid has it, has there been a coach in recent memory, any sport, win a title and feel just like the entire sports land? I mean, guy, LeBron James. I don't know if he's maybe he's met Andy before, but I doubt it. <laughs> Tweeted so happy for Andy Reid. Like I, I, and I'm just saying that's kind of symbolic of the people that actually know him. His approval rating of happiness ar- around sports can it get any higher? Of just people like you know what? I'm glad that happened for the guy. That doesn't happen that often, right? People are like oh, Steve Kerr. How lucky is this sob? Yeah, <laughs> type deal. Well, I would say it's not. It's these are not on the same level. I think the last two teams to win the. Uh, when when well, I guess the last two when Jay Wright won the title at Villanova the first time, that's a good one. And then Tony Bennett, I think people felt especially because Virginia had been beaten as a 16-1 the year before, but that's not this. I mean, Andy's much bigger. Yeah, like you said this to me before before the podcast, and you're you're right. 
it's hard to even imagine like what happened to all the people who were arguing against Andy as a Hall of Famer. I don't even know how many people there were. I can't even identify any of them anymore. So maybe it was all a figment, figment of our imagination. Fig Newton, but a Fig Newton. But I mean, really, I, I think Newton. you know what you know. What I think it was looking back. I think it was he got a lot of criticism in Philly. There was always the clock management stuff. And then that just kind of got pushed as if it was people arguing that he's not a Hall of Famer. But we, there really wasn't that long period of time when we argued about Andy Reid, a Hall of Famer. There was just, ah, you know, I think he's a Hall of Famer. And then, boom, he won a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Like, ah, yeah, I guess he is. I, I think, though, what made Philly unique was five or six. Might have only been five. Might have been, I think it was five. Made five conference championship games. So a third, like, Every three seasons, you coach 14, five, maybe it was six. That's a lot of coming up short, right? Yeah. Like, it's not, it's one thing to lose in the first round. Like, he's losing in the, so you're going into the NFC Championship game going, we are 120 minutes away from being Super Bowl champions. A team that had never won a Super Bowl, that's a huge NFL market. It was just kind of the perfect storm. You're right. Like, he got unfairly kind of pigeonholed as, if you just watch what he did in Kansas City, let's say he had never coached in Philly. He had just been like this big, burly coordinator, offensive line coach. Finally got a shot in Kansas City. Wouldn't we be talking about Andy Reid now seven years into Like, he's like the best coach in the league, you know? How did this guy not get a shot? You know, just seven years. His worst season there is nine and seven. Playoff wins, Super Bowl. You'd be like, fuck, this Andy Reid guy. It's crazy he had to wait so long, right? He took him until he was 50 to get a shot. It'd be nuts. I got one more headline, then we got to get out of here. Okay. Uh, the As long as I've been doing sports talk, the early days of sports talk, John, when I say early days, I mean my early days. So like, oh, five, oh, four, oh, seven, don't oh, ever, eight, don't oh, Don't ever nine, forget, ten. kids, he started in the gutter, in the mud, worked his way up. There, there was a... It used to be when Sports Talk Radio depended on, we're going to open up the phones, we're going to talk to you, especially in like May... That every year, you just flip on Sports Talk, someone would be debating whether or not Pete Rose belongs in the Hall of Fame. I don't feel like that's quite as much as just like a topic anymore like it used to be. I don't know if you feel that way. or if no. you Well, well ba- baseball doesn't get consumed like it once did. So, I just got to get my take out there on Pete just so you know where I stand, not that anyone's asking. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't have a big objection if they decided to put him in the Hall of Fame. Pete's really making a push to get in the Hall here. But I, if it were up to me and it making, was my making vote. Making a push or just wrote a letter? Yeah, I mean, but there's just this yeah, constant yeah, 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 churn yeah. to get him in. I agree. Um, if it were up to me, if it was like, it comes down to Haberman, this is the vote. I would vote against him going into the Hall of Fame. Now more than ever, like, the more and more and more everybody has to be hyper aware of gambling and sports. Going soft on the guy that you said is never going to get into your Hall of Fame because he gambled on the sport as long as he's living. It's not the message to send. But even beyond that, he gambled on his team as a manager, says he didn't gamble as a player. The evidence shows he gambled as a player. He hasn't really been that contrite. I don't really feel a big push to, like, do him a solid. And um, a lifetime ban was what everybody knew the punishment was going to be before he gambled on the sport. It's pretty basic. So, again, I know I sound like I'd probably be pushing hard to keep him out. I don't particularly care. But if it were up to me, I wouldn't put him in. He knew what the punishment was going to be. He lied about it repeatedly. And again, now as we move forward, having the, the integrity of the sport is only more and more important because of gambling. Um, I wouldn't put him in. I wouldn't put him in. So this morning, uh, breakfast, where I 
friend of mine who I stayed with for Pebble Beach, her yeah. mo- her mother and some of her friends might have been there. And okay. they were eating breakfast this morning at their, uh, they, they may have a little vacation house, pretty nice, and the news is on, and Pete Rose comes on the ticker. They all say, like, it's time. I mean, they, they had all these takes. Like, you know what? Yeah. It's been a long time. He should get in. He served his time. What, what? This is so stupid. Why don't they just let the guy into the Hall of Fame? If you're, you know, 60 years plus years old, you grew up, he was like Tom Brady of American sports, right? How many bigger athletes were there than Pete Rose in the 70s, right? He was Charlie Hustle. Yeah. And, yeah, he had some nefarious dealings. I, I You said there's evidence that he gambled when he was a player? Yeah. I mean, if anyone's I think, gambling. I think real, either real sports or E60, somebody did a thing, and there's, like, betting slips. Yeah, I mean, I just, if, if someone was going to bet on themselves, do you believe – here's my thing. Do you honestly believe that he always bet on the team to win? Because if you're a true gambler and you go, if you're into sports and you're a coach, you're a fan, yeah. you, you we're all humans and you just know, especially in baseball, you go, my fifth starter sucks. You would just, you'd, it'd be human to go like, listen, I'm going to coach to win. This guy stinks. And if My bigger take on that is like, not having not bet against your team is not a defense, but it's a great point by you. Like, but, but I'm just saying, put yourself in Pete, even if he's the most competitive yeah. guy ever. The way it's not like basketball. You're like, oh, I got Shaq and Kobe every game, or I got the Warriors. Like, you can change your starting pitching, and usually as it goes down the line, it gets worse. And you might be in a situation where we just use all our bullpen guys. I gotta let our fifth starter, who's one of the worst players in baseball, go six, seven innings here. It could get ugly. It'd be no one would even say like, yeah, I just bet on this guy to lose. Not, I wasn't gonna try to lose the game. It's just a, it was an educated bet. That's how betting works. That's how betters work. You're like, this guy stinks. I'm gonna bet against him. Right? That's. That's the nature of it. I, I would be shell-shocked, guy, if at least in that scenario where a certain pitcher was going, and maybe you're facing, what years was he managing? Like the 80s, you were facing like fucking Catfish Hunter or whoever the hell was pitching back there. There was Nolan Ryan. You're like, we got John Middlecoff Jr. going against Nolan Ryan in the peak of his powers. <laughs> no one would fall Here's to the, Yeah, The one thing I would say is, what you can't deny about him as a player is he did everything he possibly could do to win. So I could see him having a hard time just with his individual desire to win, betting against his own team. It's why some most I could competitive see him just people like make he does bad it. gamblers. Yeah, he just does it because he just adds even more juice to the competition for himself. So I could to me it's not unbelievable. I don't believe. I'm not him saying every time that guy pitched. I'm just saying once. Yeah, no, I'm no, saying no. one time bet against right. a shitty pitcher. Yeah. It, w- it would be very understandable. Someone would be like, dude, why did you not do that? Everyone? <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Are you trying to make money or what are you doing? That's what I'm saying. And, I, and my argument would be, I don't, is he trying to make money or is he just trying to make money and really just needs the I juice? saw Francesa, whatever the list he's on, because he's not allowed in baseball parks, right? He, yeah. can't, he can't go to a game. I guess yeah. he, he placed himself on that list. Like, was it his idea? Is that Does that sound right? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Because Francesa was like, no one remembers this. Remember, you know the craziest part about Pete Rose? Is Paul Giamatti's dad was the guy he was dealing with. Think about that. Paul Giamatti's dad. I, I think that's one of the most underrated parts of baseball history. Paul Giamatti's dad was just... Bart? Commi- was, that, was, was, he, was he the commissioner of baseball at the time? Yeah. And then he randomly dies. Right? Yeah, it's like a heart attack. Right. Now, and I think him and Pete were in good graces, right? That was like they were friends. Like he thought that 
it was going to end, maybe, or something happened weird. I've heard Pete talk Maybe. About I mean, it. he wasn't the commissioner for long. So do you, like, Paul Giamatti's a great actor. Did he kind of start on second base? You know? Like, do you diminish, like, a Kevin Harlan, dad, president of the Packers, Paul Giamatti, dad, power broker. Like, but then you become great on your own. Should that diminish any that you started clearly? Like, you had a, you had an advantage. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta delve more into uh, the play-by-play history. But I do think there are a lot of things that happened that I think most people in like media, it's hard to get a start in media if you just, if you gotta work, uh, you know, an eight-hour shift at McDonald's if you don't have a little bit of help. Yeah. Just because it's when you start, you're not making any money. I know, and you gotta, um, and you gotta consume. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.